Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Welcome, welcome to, to Baseball. baseball. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hello and welcome to Baseball Mainly. And here we are again at Baseball Mainly. I want to sound like Buzz Van Houten. I just want to get I that. do too, but it's like Welcome super. to Baseball Mainly. <laughs> and with us today in the studio as usual, and we miss him when he's not here, is Corey... Our third base coach. I'm back to third base. Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. good to good to have you back, man. I know hey. you've been busy. Crazy. We got uh, we got films happening tonight mm-hmm. in Royal Oak. Yep. Uh, big premieres. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And much then, to do. Uh, and, and it's I'm, a gorgeous I, day out too. Yeah, so it's like makes it so I, much better. I just walked outside. I can't believe it's the first time in since winter that it's not raining in Detroit. <laughs> That's right. I'm so, you know, and I appreciate the rain. I'm kind of like my parents, you know, oh, we really need the rain, but we don't need the rain right now. <laughs> no, not right now. We've had enough. And also with us today is Ethan, the Statman Perlman. Good to have you again, bud. It's What's going good. on? Uh, not not much, but we got a, we got a lot to talk about. We today. do, we do. I don't want to talk about Ronnie Rodriguez anymore. Okay, I, okay. I, He's off the list. I get it. I was wrong. You know, first I was right. Remember yeah, last? You were right. Before the season, I said the worst <laughs> swing ever. You know, only Vlad Guerrero could ever hit those pitches. Uh-huh. Then he started hitting the ball and then went back to his old ways. Oh, my goodness. And he does, you know, it'd be one thing if he could play defense, but, you know, these guys. Semi pro, as Ooh. Domingo Ayala would say. What, what, is, what is defense? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I, seen I, any. I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any. Also with us today, we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, at least I think of him as a good friend, uh, Kurt Yaki, uh, partner in Yaki and Yaki Law Firm. That's correct. Uh, uh, owner of uh, My Bat Co., My Bat Company. Co owner. Co-owner mm-hmm. with uh, your your son Scott, who's been on the program, mm-hmm. and a, right. just a wonderful guy. He, you know, you you're a good parent. I can tell that by what a good young man he is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And then also, uh, uh, you've coached high school baseball. I have. And on top of that, you play baseball in the same league I play in, and we've played in some tournaments together. We have done that. And uh, uh, you're. Good ball player. You may not admit it, but this guy, this guy runs well. He plays shortstop. He's got a good arm. Wow. He's an amazing, amazing athlete. I don't care at, even at our age, at any age, he can play. Hmm. So welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. And uh, I wish you had been around when I was in college. You could have told the coach those things. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently didn't think so. Well, uh, you know, you've you helped me. Believe it or not, I coach I coached a ninth grade team this year, at at the local high school, and uh, you helped me with some things. Just things we've talked about when we've been playing. Things like, uh, oh, it's an obvious bunt situation. Maybe, maybe we have the second baseman charge. That was a little out of the box. I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. Uh, we've talked a lot about hitting, and you've helped my hitting. You know, I when I first started in this league, I couldn't hit the ball. I, you know, I, if I got a hit, it was because I popped it up and somebody didn't catch it. <laughs> and, and now I'm, I'm hitting line drives and um, occasionally. And and uh, 
you, you've, you've been a big help. And this thing, you know, where you, you know, first and third, and you want the guy to get hung up between first and second so the guy can score, that's a big deal, too. That's my favorite thing in baseball, frankly. Well, it's because you can run. Besides stealing home. There you go. Well, welcome today, Kurt. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you some more in a minute. And feel free to chime in anything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But this day in baseball history, something happened that Ethan's going to tell us about. Well, we're, we're going to start in the 1990s, 1990, exactly at the age of 43. Once again, we're going to talk about Nolan Ryan as he no-hits the Oakland A's 5 to nothing, becoming the oldest player ever to throw a no-hitter and extending his major league record of no-hitters to six. The Ryan Express becomes the first player to throw one in three different decades, and he is the only to accomplish the no-hitting feat for three different teams. So, uh, how many Incredible. no-hitters did he throw Amazing. in his career? I, I believe it was just the six. He threw seven. He threw seven. So, so he, he threw th- one after yeah. this. He struck out 5,714 batters. <laughs> it, it, it's never, it's never going to get touched. It's uh, never, that that strikeout record is never going to get touched. No, seven no-hitters, but. 2,795 walks. If he if he hadn't walked a few guys, they would, those wouldn't have been no hitters. They would have been perfect games. Yeah. But here's, here's what I think about Nolan Ryan when I think about great pitchers. There are two other guys that I think are really great despite the steroid era. Roger Clemens and Jack Morris. Not Got that him. either one of them did steroids, but one of them we know did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, at oh, we're rate, making accusations <laughs> now. Okay. At, at any rate. Breaking uh, news into new radio media. All <laughs> three of those mainly. guys, Ryan, Clemens, and Morris, were extremely effective, not just because they threw hard, but because they were a little wild. Isn't it hard to bat when the guy's a, he's a little wild? I'm not sure I want He's throwing up and in. i I got to back out. Now he throws low and away, and I'm toast, right? Two things. If they concur at the same time, you have someone who can really bring it, and you don't know where it's going because it does make you very anxious about any inside pitch. So he throws one in, and then the next pitch, it looks like it's the same thing, and then and it's going low and out, and umpire's going up with his hand, and you're walking back to the dugout. And you and I remember a guy, because we're old enough, these youngsters aren't, a guy named Bob Gibson who no. was the same way. <laughs> just just tough, tough, tough. Well, what else you got? What else has happened? Oh, okay, so 2009. I, I found this one. I was very intrigued by this one, and it's from a high school Umpire Don Briggs throws out the entire crowd. Approximately 100 fans were in attendance at the Winfield Mount Union High School game against West Burlington. Out of Okay, so he throws all these fans out of the game following a controversial call in the fifth inning. The incident occur- occurs when the home team coach refuses to have any of the unruly, unruly fans removed. So uh, what does the 10-year veteran umpire do? He takes his cell phone, he calls the police to help eject the people out of the game. Yeah, when you like to be the dispatcher, <laughs> uh, uh, police department, may I help you? Yeah. Uh, you, 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 want, you want help doing what? Yeah, I, I, I just. How does I, that even work? I mean, I just don't. I think that that point, that umpire thought that he could probably have ruled the world. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he may have been worried he was going to get hurt. 
Well, that's know. his own fault. Umpires know what the no, risks are. It is never, yeah. it is never an official's fault to I'm, be in danger. Uh, un- unless the official puts somebody else in danger, it's not their fault. Yeah, it's like the same. No. Like, it's like the same when it comes to player fan altercations. At that you point, know, I would just you know call what, the game. You know, then I would just you know, say, if you're, if you're, "Done, if you're, game's if you're over." The player, you're trying to get away from the situation. Sure. But if you're also the player and you fuse the situation with the fan, well, then y- you kind of put it on yourself if you get, you know, tussled with. But, but, then, but, you, but in this case, but then at that point, case, if you feel like you're in danger, you call the game. You tell everybody to go home. Well, everybody, uh, you don't just it, send a hundred people it, and then call in the middle of the game for the, the Detroit, he, you know, or what? He needed, uh, he needed police get, dispatcher. He needed to get paid for a complete game. Oh, <laughs> you man. Don't get and by the way, this game took place in Iowa, you know, the home of baseball. So that's right. Oh, that's even Field worse. <laughs> well, uh, we we never have any bad calls, do we, Kurt? In uh, senior league baseball, right? Well, one of the advantages of senior league baseball is you usually can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. Oh, we have we have some very good umpires in our league, and we have some guys that are you know kind of on the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> You're so kind. Oh, it's true, and uh, we love them all anyway, don't we? Right? We do. Uh, high school umpires. Um, uh, I think get an awful lot of grief because there are some amazing people that go to high school games. They're the best umpires that ever lived and they're best players that ever lived and they're the best coaches that ever lived and they're called parents. Yes. Um, and so this happened. Can you have time for a 10 yeah, seconds? Sure. So there's a umpire who's getting grief from one of my parents and I'm trying to get him to not but I'm not having any success. And so the parent gets warned, one more and you're gone. Mm-hmm. And so in another inning, you know, he rolls out another one. That is, and so the umpire turns around and that parent thinks enough to pick up his phone and turn around and act like he's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Kept Smart. from thrown out. You know, I, I, I was fortunate uh, this is the first year of coaching in high school, and uh, I had great parents. They were wonderful. But I have, I've, you know, I've, and, and I've seen, here, here's the thing with high school baseball. The Michigan High School Athletic Association doesn't have enough umpires. They don't. So some of these guys are maybe girls softball umpires, they're basketball right. referees, whatever, and they're trying to do a baseball game because there's nobody else to do it. And some of the calls, you know, are a little iffy, but come on. Most of the time, the game isn't decided by the umpire. You know, uh, I had a kid pitching this year who, when I took him out, was upset because I was taking him out and blaming it on the shortstop for missing a ball. Of course, this kid had thrown the ball down the line on a bunt, and it ended up in right field. And he'd walked three or four guys, and we were down five to nothing in the first inning with two outs. But it was somebody else's fault. And I think that's what happens with umpires. It becomes somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the player says, well, it's the umpire. You know, He's squeezing me. You know, he, That was a strike for the other team. Well, you know, a lot of times a strike is determined by how the catcher catches it, too. When you've got a catcher that pops up, the umpire can't see if it was low or not. 
eh, must be a ball. Anyway, sorry, I'll get off on a tangent. We're, uh, we're going to talk about what's happening with our beloved Detroit Tigers in the last week. What has happened? Well, we've had the good, we've had the bad, and then we've had the really bad. <laughs> As Corey is shaking his head at me like, No, it's what? just been constantly bad. We have not had any sort of good, except for we had, we a had few the, we sparks in the one play. game. We had, we, had a, good. we had a couple of flash in the pans. We didn't get swept in the, in, in the, in the series that we have been going in. Oh, been Miguel Cabrera hits a, a grand slam. I mean, but it's... I'm not seeing. I'm taking. I'm taking it day by day, like I have been for this entire season. But I don't see us being buyers. I see us being trade uh, pieces. You mean, and you mean sellers? Sellers, buy traders, whatever. I think it's just going to. I knew it was going to be a rough season. I just kind of had hopes that we would have seen a little bit more improvement from the youngsters and now I'm starting to get disappointed because I'm not seeing improvement from our young young players that should be conditioned to at least grind it out and and hustle it's and hard and it's i hard don't like watch. seeing these veteran players like nick castellanos and miguel whatever but nick castellanos and some of these other veteran players not hustling it out what is that showing to the younger guys out there? Is that oh, if you pop it out into you know center field, doesn't mean that you you can just trot down to first base. It's no, you have to like leg it out. You ground one out into short, leg it out. Come on, it's it's anything can happen in baseball, but it's I'm starting to see laziness with a lot of our younger well, here, players now. In in their defense, they've already played. A hundred games, mm-hmm. including preseason. Sure, some of these guys even played winter ball. Sure, uh, and it's got to be hard to come up there and know that you're going to face good pitching. Yeah, but that's an, even with the and good pitching, you're not ready for it yet. Not even that. It's just it just seems like the errors that have been made, even on defense. It's just they're just looking at butterflies. Well, would it surprise you to know that the that, Detroit Tigers fielding uh, percentage is not the worst in the league? Whose is? I don't know, but their oh. their fielding percentage is 981 as a team. Hmm. The best in the league is nine nine zero. Yeah, and, that, and that's the Arizona. Yeah, can we can we point out the fact that we may not have the worst fielding percentage, but we seem to make the errors like at the worst possible time. time. And then all of a sudden, it's like a snowball I, effect. I mean, and it just could, grows because another error happens. What, what was that game where we had the uh, the other team had the bases loaded? It was a ground ball to short, and I'm sorry, I got to pick on Ronnie Rodriguez. <laughs> he fields the ball. Yeah. Um. I forget who is covering second. But anyways, he f- goes to throw it to second, and sure. he throws it 15 feet into right yeah. field. Yeah. That's a five-foot five throw, and mm-hmm. he throws it 15 feet yeah, and, up the line. And, and Lugo's you know, been doing the same thing. And and Kurt and I play in the Detroit MSBL, Detroit Men's Senior Baseball mm-hmm. League. That never happens in our league. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that I remember. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what do you think? Is there any hope? My, my, my hope is right now the Tigers have the fifth pick in the 2020 draft. Woo! Maybe they'll get up to the third pick. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they might. Yeah. Right, right, right now, I'm, I'm looking at the teams that were bad last year. I'm looking at the teams that are bad this year. There isn't a huge difference right now. No. Um, except for the fact that um, 
the White Sox are actually not as bad as I was envisioning them going to be this year. They sure. got about a five game lead on the Tigers. Well, yeah. I mean they're they're doing they're doing better. They're not doing as bad as I thought they were for another year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought with the injury to some of their young prospect starters that were supposed to be in the majors this year, that that would hurt them a little. They they haven't quite faltered to the point that I thought they were going to. Well, the Tigers have only made forty five errors. In, oh, only forty five. Only forty five. Sixty two or sixty three games. Well, good. Kansas City, who's not playing as well as the Tigers. No, they're, we're they're, still ahead of they're them. They're awful, right? Sure. They've only made 24 errors so far. Hey, they, they just got their 20th win this past week. You, you know, we got we got to let off on them a little bit. Who, Kansas City? Yeah. No. But no. I think possibly the best team in baseball has only made 26 errors, and that's Houston. That's understandable. And Altuve is still out, too, which so is it isn't, kind of incredible it isn't to just, say. It isn't just pitching, right? Mm-mm. It's defense. Yeah. That's what wins games. Yeah. Being able, being able to, to get batters to hit into outs. Yep. And be able to strike a few guys out. Yeah. And uh, so, so one thing I do want to kind of bring up real quick was the fact that the Tigers this past week did something that a lot of major league teams have already, you know, tried out, and some are sticking with it, some not so much. I wonder if the Tigers will stick with it. And the Tigers used an opener. This past week in uh, Buck Farmer, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much a bullpen pitch game the entire way. You know, sure. you got two innings, three innings, two innings. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that game seemed to go a lot better for the pitching staff. Should the, should the Tigers consider using an opener every five days? Is Farmer a starter? Because they've been using him in the Farmer, bullpen. Farmer, he used to be a starter. He used to be a starter. He's been in the bullpen, but you know, I I think he. Has a mentality of being able to come out as a starter. He just doesn't have the ability to stay very long. long in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I was really, you know, intrigued to see how this whole opener situation yeah. using the bullpen the entire game worked, and it worked a lot better. It seemed. I for think the it's, whole team. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to fix the the leaking water into the ship. It's so, it's just a. Quick, I'm, I'm, just, a I'm just saying from the pitching standpoint. Yeah, not, not from the team standpoint. Uh, no, I, I think that definitely helps a lot of the bullpen when it comes to. Is there like, any individual more. performance over the last week that impresses you? No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe J- Jacoby, J- Jacoby Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, he's come along a little bit as a as a hitter. I mean, it's. Still I, th- I think he has the same amount of home runs, if not more, than Ronnie now, and he's batting higher than Ronnie. Yeah, well, he doesn't also, take much. He's also, yeah, I don't <laughs> see that. I don't see that lasting though. I think he's just having a hot streak all of a sudden, and he's going to go right back down to swinging and missing at everything. Well, I've mentioned I mentioned this to you guys a lot. When Trammell and Whitaker came up, I think you could look at it. Look at their first sure. year. They weren't. They didn't set the world on fire. No. It took them a few years, to, and and then suddenly it seemed like year four or five, Lou was putting the ball in the seats every game. Sure. He was, he you know that guy could play, but it didn't look. I mean, incredible talent. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to com, uh, compare Lou Whitaker to Jacoby Jones. However, no. Jacoby Jones is still a young player, and maybe he's going to develop into a hitter. Maybe. I don't see it. So this year. Jacoby's hitting 250. Over his career, he's only a 210 hitter. So if he if he hits 250 for the season, does he that hit, make you a major league baseball player? No, though? but I'm but my, I'm saying if he, hit, if he if he hits 250 to end the season or higher, are you are you good with that? 
250? I, I am fine with that. That's 40 points higher than his career average. Still. 250 would even, be a nice improvement. For even him. if you go from having... Improvement, but this is his third year in the major leagues. This This is only his... Hold on. He is not even to his second full year of service uh, in the majors. Two fifty. He, ju- he is just over his first uh, full this year. This whole this whole thing of just easing up on the guys and saying, "Oh yes, no great improvements to to bring up you know, your batting average to two fifty. What does that What does that do for if, us? I if mean, we had a lineup that hit two fifty as a team. We would have a lineup probably, that hit 250, we, <laughs> a batting we, average. We would probably be in second place in our division. Uh, uh, yes. I'll, I'll say third because we would still be be behind Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know about we, that. We, we don't have the pitching staff Cleveland mm-hmm. has. No. We but don't. If you have a 250 team average and then you, you look more closely at the on-base average, that tells you more likely about how often you have an opportunity to score. True. And so 250 doesn't sound that great, and yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but but 250 as across the board, if you could get that, yeah. and you get some walks, and you get hit, guys hit by pitch every now and then. See, yeah. that happens more often in <laughs> high school. I'm real used to that. Right. And here and here's another interesting piece right now for Corey, and then we'll move on. Um, but. Right now, Jacoby Jones is having a .776 OPS. So that's on base yeah. and his slugging. Yeah, he's having a uh, That is a whole 140 points higher right now sure. to where it was yeah, for, not, for his career. Yeah, I'm not doubting that he's having and, a hot streak right you know, now. I'm not, saying he's Good for him. I'm not saying that 250, if he hits it, that's going to be, you know, his. And that's not going to be his high point. But to have a forty-point jump over your career average, I just don't see him as being a, a continued two eighty. I just don't see him as a continued major league starting he was baseball one of the, player. He was one of the best center fielders in baseball. He, last he year. was the best defensive was. center fielder. Yeah, how many errors has he, cre- has he committed uh, this, this year? This year, we'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, but, but last year, no, he was he was the best. Sure. Uh, center fielder in the majors. Yeah, Nick Castellanos last year was batting over he 300. Has, he 300. Has, now we're Nick Castellanos with that. Year. I'm just saying, you so, know. So Ethan has asked us some questions. He says, oh, yeah. thoughts on individual performance. Who are you impressed with? Mm-hmm. I th- I'm impressed with Green. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, and to some extent, starting to get impressed with Jacoby Jones. Mm-hmm. But I'm most impressed with the fans who are still going to the games. Oh, yeah. And then not impressed with? Everybody else. The lineup. Oh, lineup is crap. At one point, we had Lugo, mm-hmm. Goodrum, Castro, Dixon, Griner, Stewart, Jones, and Castellanos. That was our defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. His next question is Why were the 2006 to 2012 Tigers, why were those years better? Yeah. And that's my answer. I think I think we should ask the Tigers themselves. Uh, I brought them in the studio with me. As you can see, we got a uh, Mr. Verlander, Mr. Inge, Mr. Granderson, and Mr. Uh, Edwin Jackson. I now mm-hmm. have played for like 14 teams. Yeah, he threw a no hitter. So yeah, that was a good lineup. Well, uh, it was if a you, good if lineup. you think about what made those tiger those teams great, mm-hmm. you start with Leland. Yeah. Oh, ha- hands down. And any anybody who's ever seen Leland <laughs> and Phil Coke going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, but here, 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 2006, Leland, Pudge, 
Carlos Guillen, Ordonez, Cabrera, Verlander, mm -hmm. Infante, Todd Jones, mm -hmm. Polanco, who didn't make an error one of those years, yep. Pudge, Kenny Rogers, mm -hmm. 2012, Cabrera, Fielder, who had a great on base. Wait, wait, hold on, time out. We, we just left off that 2006 roster, Mr. Granderson, Mr. Inns. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I, I, think, they, I think they're starting to frown. Over yeah. <laughs> well... Yeah, uh, I'm got... just, th these are highlights for me. <laughs> yeah. Cabrera, Fielder, Peralta, Inge, Jackson, Austin Jackson. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's somebody that was unsung back then, Gerald Laird. Yeah. He played really well. He was, uh, I'm I, sorry I was... you don't like him, but he was a no, great right. Why not, do you not like put him? I'm not saying play. I don't like him. I, I love the guy. I thought he caught he, really well. And, and he was and, Avila's backup. Oh, yeah. And, and, no, but I, taught Avila a lot I, about I have, how to I have call no issue with Gerald Laird. It's just I always looked at him and I'm like, there's no way this guy can be a catcher. He was really? very good. His look, he always, to me, looked out of shape. Porcello, Verlander, Benoit, Sanchez, Scherzer, Fister, Albuquerque, and Valverde. You just named now, everybody now, from 2006 to 2012. Now, now <laughs> almost like now look at you where we Don are. You've got Don Kelly though. Look at where we are today. Yep. Hey, we still got Cabrera. Cabrera, who who appears to be very much on the downside of his career, and his sure. body is breaking down. Yep, we'll get to that. We have Castellanos, who who is probably going to get traded if he can bring his numbers up. If he can bring we have Green, up. who's who's gone. He's gone. November. He's he's a, he's a trade piece. And you have Boyd, who's probably going to get traded as well. Yep. I see. I see Green. That, I see Green that, and Boyd being traded before the All Star break. Well, well no, I don't think right, so. Right now, as Major League gets made. Wait, why? Why don't you think that they're going to get traded before the All Star break? Why wouldn't we get rid of pieces the, right they, now? They they would be traded between right now and the end of this month. Because the trade, the trade, the final trade deadline this year is July thirty first, right. and teams are going to try and make a push yeah. to expand their division lead or fight for their division lead a lot right. quicker because they know they can't make trades after yeah. July thirty first. Um, one player who I I truly believe, and we've already said, will be traded is Shane Green, and the place I think he'll go to if they maybe package him with Matthew Boyd is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And, if you're, and if you're the Tigers, you can get a good haul of young batters, but I think you have to trade Boyd with Green and Green yeah. together. I don't to think separately. Yeah, I don't think separately you can get a lot for just either one of them. They kind of have oh. to be a package deal. Well, I think you're you're wrong. You, can, you can get more from well, why? Boyd. Why? Wait, okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. He keeps saying I'm wrong over here, but why am I wrong? Boyd's a left-handed pitcher okay. who's having success. That's that's a commodity sure. in baseball, a yeah. huge commodity. But look at the market but, but, right but now. But Atlanta doesn't need that now because yeah. uh, we'll talk Atlanta's about it. Atlanta's not they, the only team in the major leagues. I, I know, but for what the Tigers want uh -huh. in return for Matthew Boyd, the Atlanta Braves have that in spades and aces, whatever you right. want to say. Um, no other team really does. No. And if you're Atlanta, if you can get a closer, because mm -hmm. right now you're, you're, you need a closer. Your closer is done for the year. Yep. Shane Green will be a great closer. Yeah. Matthew Boyd, he wouldn't be your ace, but he also wouldn't be your fifth starter. But no, he could be, be right he there be in that the third, rotation. He could be that third or fourth starter, and that gives you a killer one through four or yeah. one through three. Because now with them sure. signing Keuchel, you would have Teron yep. Keuchel, Boyd, um, Fol I always say his name wrong, 
Volchinsk or whatever. Uh, okay, yeah. His name is spelled differently than how you pronounce it. <laughs> By like ninety percent of yeah, ninety uh, percent of major okay. league baseball. Let's say this happens. What do the Tigers do for pitching? You bring up Manning. No, you bring up Bo Burrows or mm-hmm. uh, or um, Dude, Kyle you, Funkhauser, you, yeah. and, and you let those guys just sink. No. I mean, I mean, Burroughs and Funkhauser have I mean, both had, Jess, you have, said both have good success. Look at our lineup. Look at our defense. Look at how we're playing right now. Why wouldn't that be well, at, the way at, that we want to do at, it for the rest of the season? And, and, and Kurt just, and, and my uh, incredible level of baseball ability. When I pitch, I get ticked off if the guys behind yeah, me can't catch the ball. Exactly. You know, I you don't have to make a great play. Just catch the ground sure. ball and throw the guy out. That's catch it. the pop-up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it, um, it's been true ever since mm-hmm. um, at least 50 years, um, maybe 100, that uh, <laughs> if you make all the ordinary plays, you'll be in most games. Yeah. Um, in the Tigers' uh, locker room, there was a sign at one time that said, pitching is 90% of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people believe both of those things, that if you make all the ordinary plays, you don't have to make many extraordinary plays. Mm-hmm. It's great when you see one or two. But if you make the ordinary plays and you have good, solid pitching, you can be in most games. Yeah. And But if you can't hit the ball, it's, uh, it's a problem. And for, to me, uh, one of the things that – remember, this is a high school coach talking – that the thought that you need to lift the ball all the time to me creates a lot of really good-looking flyouts. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you hit frozen ropes, you, you know you get singles and doubles. The ball still rolls a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a concern. It's a real concern coaching high school kids because they all want to do what the pros are doing. And I coached this team in Florida this year, and those guys hit some astounding flyouts. Mm. But not as many base hits. Yeah, it's still an out, right? I think some of the pros are doing that, too. Yeah, and... uh, So I've just gotten word that we have a very special guest on the phone. Oh, cool. So uh, we are going to bring him on right now, and that is none other than Scott Green of Play at the Plate. Hey, Scott. Welcome to... Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, welcome to Mainly Baseball Mainly. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys, and I'm not that special. Oh, you are very special. Uh, we have we have a special guest in the uh, in the studio today. I don't know if you know him. Do you know Kurt Yaki? I've heard the name, but I don't know him personally. Yeah, you have you been to any play at the plate events, Kurt? I haven't been to one of his events, but I've talked with Scott a few times at other events. Ah, cool. Well, we need to go to one together. We can do that. The, in fact, uh, you have an event coming up in uh, in Iowa, I believe. Yes, we have two events coming up in uh, late July, early August, back-to-back weekends. The first one is the Fantasy Camp World Series, and then the second one is the Father-Son event. And, and are you still looking for one more team for that Fantasy Camp World Series? I would love to have one more team. Because, yep. you I'd know, like Kurt... A group from Detroit there. Yeah, Kurt and I have been to Detroit Tigers Fantasy Camp at some point in the past. Uh, who knows, maybe we could get a group together to go. We'll see what we can do. It's a fabulous time, and it really is a magical place. It really is. Yeah, it looked, and and I love the movie. You know my. Uh, Yep. You know my favorite part was when Burt Lancaster had to step across the line to help the little girl. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool. And and actually, on the actual bleachers there is still the carving that says "Ray loves Annie." It's on the top. Uh, Ah, cool. 
How yeah, cool. it is a special. You know, you think you just be like a movie site and that's it, but there is something to that place. I don't know what it is, but I tell the clients, I say, don't go down there before your game because we can only play at night and play it from six o'clock to eleven. Don't go down there and ruin it. Just wait till it's time to go down there for your game. And then you just look at these dumbfounded, unbelievable faces that it, it is a magical place. It really, yeah. really is. And we're hoping to get, uh, we've got four teams committed. Uh, the Indians, Reds, Giants, and Mets. Rockies are Rockies. coming. And we want to get the fantasy camps involved and have an annual World Series and get this thing going. Oh, that sounds like a, it sounds like it'd be fun to do on an annual basis for bragging uh, rights. Yeah. It would be great. And you win a ring. We're going to give you a ring if you win. So uh, your team can do it. But we'd love to see a Tigers group there. Yeah, well, uh, I know a lot of our Tigers Fantasy Camp friends are listening, and hopefully uh, we can get something together. Hey, uh, we have a a little bit of video from that uh, from the Field of Dreams, and I'm wondering if we might be able to roll that right now. Uh, Yeah, let's roll it. Would you like to play some baseball? Do you still dream of playing on a major league field, experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. Man, is that announcer good? Oh, yeah, what are you wow. talking about? You have, to, you have to sound like Buzz. You sound, yeah. you sound amazing on that commercial. I, I tell you, I hear Buzz on those uh, Parkway Chrysler That is Buzz. I was driving, and yeah. I was like, I didn't know you that. Wait, I, didn't did, really, wait, I, didn't, not, I didn't know it. Just I show up. I didn't know it. Just show up, you, sign you, up, you and ride. You, have, you no. have just like mentally like screwed up. I'm sorry. Back. Well, yeah. we need to get we need to get just a commercial spot. Buzz may never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, Scott. Uh, uh, there were some signings this week in the National League of, of a couple pitchers that have been kind of just hanging out there. What do you? Yeah. Well, what do you we think? talked about that last week. Um, great pickups. Uh, uh, Keiko went to Atlanta, and uh, Kimbrel went to uh, the Cubs. Refresh my memory. The Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, uh, what do you? What do you? Th- I mean, the Cubs made a commitment. They they signed him for three years, forty three million. Yeah, That's they a needed a closer, and they got one. And uh, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be them and the Brewers down the stretch. Certainly, my boys are just. Uh, Although we beat the mighty Marlins last night, four to one, well, I was shocked to hear that Goldschmidt, who had a double in that game, that is is only his fifth double of the year, and yeah. it's like wow. And he averages thirty five a year, so hopefully Ooh. he can light it up a little bit. But uh, I'm not too thrilled with my boys right now. Well, they're playing five hundred ball at least. Yeah, but you know we were ten games over five hundred about six, you know, five weeks ago, and now it's the uh, bottom has fallen out. There just doesn't seem to be a, there's something missing from that club. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you can manage multi-millionaires anymore. I don't know if managers really have the the you know the drive or they'll, they'll want to, to tell players who are making yeah. more money than they are. It's a good I point. I think the last guy that, that got away with that was La because Larusa told you your face. Here, yeah. This is it. This is what you're going to do. And I don't know if that's the case, but it's just 
there's something missing from that club. I can tell you that. I watch them yeah. every night, and there is something missing. Well, I, I think of uh, Jim Leland uh, talking uh, sternly to Barry Bonds, to put it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, um, David Ortiz, what do you think? What, what's uh, going on? I mean, uh, horrible situation. Heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I haven't heard any news. So unless you've got other news, but I know he's yeah, in the hospital. So, in Boston. Yep. so, so the la- the latest news out of this whole story was last night at around ten thirty, uh, the David Ortiz was uh, admitted to a hospital in Boston. Um, he had another surgery. Late last night, early this morning, I believe one thirty is when they got him out of surgery, mm-hmm. um, and, and all that all that's kind of been released is that he's going to be in intensive care from twenty four to forty eight hours. But he's in stable he, condition. He's in stable condition. He's been conscious through the whole thing, um, but you wonder how much damage there is because he got shot in the back at point blank oh point blank range. And uh, I guess there was damage to the large and small intestine and to the liver. They had to take his gallbladder out um, to work on the liver. So th- th- there was a lot of internal damage. So it, I, I think uh, to me it's yeah. going to be more of a making sure everything heals properly yeah. and nothing nothing happens in that 24 to 48 hour uh, yeah, it's sad. window. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's, just glad it didn't uh, happen in Detroit. Being famous and being stalked, <laughs> or I don't know what the why someone would want to do that unless there's some history there that yeah we don't want to know about or will eventually find out about. Mm-hmm. But that's just horrible. Yeah, it, it is. is. Just, it uh, is. So especially because I'm no big Red Sox fan by any stretch of the imagination, but that guy is the real deal. He really is. Right? He's kind, considerate. Mm-hmm. He's you know a Hall of Famer too. I may add, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he, it's just and, horrible when you see something like that. Yeah, yeah. I saw a neat, a neat sign. I was online somewhere that, and it might have been in uh, New York, that they had uh, uh, the Yankee symbol up next to the Boston Red Sox symbol, and it's it said something like, uh, you know, unified together or something like, you know, just yeah, because he played for Boston, we 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 still care. Yeah, that's that's I, good. I, well, I mean, New Yorkers, at least. You want to have the Boston Red Sox Yankee rivalry? Have it. I mean, it, it makes for. It, I think the press overplays it. Certainly, they have in the last fifteen or twenty years because they've both been great um, and they've, they've played each other. But the city itself, come on, we're New York still likes Boston, and Boston still has a you know yeah. a place for uh, in their heart for New York. I happened to get so, to go to a game at the old Yankee Stadium the last year it was around, and uh, sat. With our tiger garb on, uh, watching the Tigers play uh, the Yankees, and uh, f- uh, f- it was wonderful. The the Yankee fans that we were near were, were, were really good people. Well, I will, I'll tell you just a quick story before uh, you let me go. Probably the nicest ball game and the best time I ever had at a ballpark. We had already played at Fenway, and the guys in the front office knew that I was a Cardinals fan. And I got a phone call. Whether uh, asking whether or not I wanted tickets for tomorrow night's game two of the 2013 World Series, and I said hell yeah. And my my daughter and I took the ferry up the next morning, went to the ball game. We got our Cardinal stuff on. Not one fan, not one, got in our face with any Cardinal suck. You guys blow that nothing. Hmm. And they treated us with respect. The Cardinals won that game. 
Um, and we just said we ended up going to a private party. I met Mr. DeWitt from the Cardinals and some other people, and it was just great. But uh, and when I painted the Fenway on my garage, the Green Monster, uh, in tribute to that night, that was the line score I put on the scoreboard from that game. Wow. That's cool. Well, Scott, so. thank you for joining us today. Uh, and we, we really want to recommend to all of our, our viewers and listeners that they check out playattheplate.org. Uh, it's a great, you know, if you, if you played baseball in high school, if you, if you're playing, if you go to fantasy camp, if you, if you play in a men's league, if you play softball and would like to get back to playing a little baseball and get a little taste of it, you need to check it out and go to one of your events. They are wonderful. Joey and I, uh, were played with, uh, with, uh, some really wonderful people in Durham at, at uh, at the lollygagger, uh, uh, classic you had there this year, and we had a riot. It was just, good, it was, good. it was wonderful. And I've never played on a nicer field. And yeah, I put, that's, I have to tell you, that's top three in my book: Cleveland, Toledo, and uh, Durham. Yeah. The actual field itself, it's pretty sweet. It was incredible. Well, God bless you, Scott. Take care. Right, have a great guys, week. Take care. Bye, Scott. And uh, you know, speaking of speaking of uh, baseball stuff. You got that bat over there? I do, as a matter of fact. You know, I've shown this bat before on here. This is a bat that... Uh, is that the one that you hit me upside the head with? Well, only occasionally. Only when, you, yeah. only when you're wrong. <laughs> See, there's a little bit of blood right <laughs> over spot. by the 25. Yeah. That's a bat yeah. that uh, uh, Scott and Kurt made for my son for uh, Christmas a year or so ago. And uh, I just uh, put an order in with uh, Kurt for uh, what I call the Gene Barata model in a 34-inch. They'll make a bat for you in any size. Hmm. They'll make it for you. I think Gene swings a 35-inch bat. He does. He That's does. incredible. He's uh, almost, uh, well, he's older, and uh, he still swings a 35-35. That is uh, yeah, it's incredible. a club. He has great strength. I, uh, I'm very fortunate to have chance to be on the team with him in the winter and we go to batting practice and to watch this guy hit the ball is amazing uh in case just so you don't uh poo poo this i was asked on sunday by uh somebody that plays with you to go play on that team at uh hobbs in uh november you're talking about 65 and over yeah yeah there's some good players on that team i was i was i was thrilled well, you should play that, and then you should come to Florida for a month or four and play on the Sunday morning team. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Hey, my wife will let me. I'm, I'm in. Uh, anyway, they, they make great bats. It's mybatco.com, M-I-B-A-T-C-O.com, right? Right. That's our and uh, And it isn't just bats. What do you make? You make uh, uniforms. You make jerseys. We're starting now. We're making jerseys. And uh, uh, we now can sell a full line of things, bags and uh, helmets and shoes, everything. Oh, cool. Um, and that, that's a recent change. And so, you know, I coached and played for a lot more years than I got involved in the business side of baseball. Um, but it's been fun. And doing it with my son has been the best. So that's fun. You got time for a quick story? Yeah, please. Uh, when I was in high school, it's a true story. Uh, we had a, a second-ranked team in the state, and we were playing the first-ranked team in the state, and they had a left-handed pitcher, and I'm a left-handed. Back then, left-handed hitter, and I'm a left-handed batter. And <laughs> um, 
And this guy threw a lot of curveballs, and I was going to be tough, and I was going to stand no matter what. I saw the spin. It was coming at my head. I thought, but it's going to break. I'm staying in. I'm staying in. And it uh, didn't break. So it hit me in the jaw, and it spun me around, and I went down. And I was a little shook up, but I got up, and I started going to the bag, and my coach grabs me. He says, hey, Yak, you got to come out. I said, I'm fine. I said, we're playing top team we're going to play until we get to the playoffs. I'm staying in. He goes, no, you got to come out. He said, I'm just fine. He says, no, I'm telling you, you're coming out. I might be able to put you back in later, but you're coming out. I said, I am just fine. He says, well, if you're just fine, how come you're going to third? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, early in in the history of baseball, you could run the bases backwards. Backwards? Yeah. I didn't know that. And now if you were to do that, they'd, they'd call you out for making a mockery of the game. game. It's oh, called, wow. yeah. And I, I, I thought I read, it was going to be like golf, where if you run the bases backwards, you get negative score, and the lowest uh, score wins. There so. you go. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I, I want to know where you play golf, Corey, where, hey, you're, where, where you're running the bases. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, let's. Uh, we, we probably should move on to some things. Uh, yeah, we, we got we got a few more things. What, to get what do you through. want to do next? You got a lot of stuff uh, here on yeah, our rundown. I, I, I know we do. So we're gonna get through the first. Is Chris Sale throws a second career immaculate inning? That's nine pitches. That sounds kind of religious. Strikes. I, I know it does, and it's an interesting term. Um, three strikeouts, all on three strikes each. So nine total pitches, nine mm-hmm. total strikes. Uh, yep. Does it against the Royals this past Wednesday? Uh, becomes only the second pitcher to ever do it. The other pitcher is uh, Lefty Grover. Lefty Grove. Lefty Grove. And uh, the other the other player that we're going to talk about real quick is freshman pitcher Kumar Rocker, who has a great name in my opinion, out of Vanderbilt, pitches a complete game, no hitter, 19 strikeouts. Now, they were down in the series one game to none. It's best two out of three. They put the freshman in to start. And he delivers 19 strikeouts, complete game, no hitter. Allows Vanderbilt to play another day. Vanderbilt ends up winning the series. This guy was untouchable. Watching him pitch, it was just kind of funny to watch the hitters because they were swinging, and they were hoping and praying they guessed what pitch he was throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow. you know, to be, to be only a freshman, great. Um, they, they did share an interesting story. When he first was coming out of high school, he could have been drafted really high. His mom said to the Vanderbilt coach, he is coming to college. He is going to college. I don't care. He is going to college. So there he is at Vanderbilt, and I'm happy to have well, we have a yeah, local no guy. We have a local guy who's at Vanderbilt. I think he was redshirted. He played in a couple games. His name is John Malcolm. Same thing. What a, was a top player in Michigan mm-hmm. last year. Would have been drafted very high, but instead, he let it, he let major league scouts know I'm going to, I'm going to Vanderbilt. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get an education. Uh, really nice young man, um, and hit about a 400 foot home run off my son. Wow. <laughs> All right, uh, what's next on your list there, uh, Statman? Well, we got our spotlight player from the uh, the good old farm system. And this week it's Jose Asakar, mm-hmm. outfielder uh, who's currently at Double A Erie. Um, he's a 23-year-old. He was an international signing uh, a few years ago. 
Um, last year, he played at Lakeland in West Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he batted 297 with a 719 OPS, had 17 doubles, 9 triples, 2 homers, 50 RBIs, uh, was 11 for 15 in stolen base, stolen base attempts. Uh, struck out 85 times, walked only 14. This year, double A Erie, so he's up another level. He's hitting 284 with a 717 OPS. So far, has 12 doubles, two triples, two home runs, and 19 RBIs. I've noticed he's, that uh, at f- every level, he's improved. Just it's just incremental at every yeah. level. Uh, two for four when it comes to stolen bases, and he's struck out 52 times while walking 12. The the, the stat that I, I love when I'm reading it is he has a good number of doubles. But then he also has a good number of triples. He may not be hitting home runs all the time, but to have 17 doubles and nine triples last year, and to already have two triples and 12 doubles, that that's shows that he's got some wheels. Yeah, and 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 some punch and his bat. Yeah, and at Comerica Park, um, with that big outfield, if you got the wheels and you got the ability to put it in the gaps, you got the ability to get a lot of triples. Sure. That's great. We'll see yeah. if he keeps moving up. Hopefully he does. Yeah, we, we need some prospects. Yeah. And I've said it before, it looks like we have a lot of suspects. So it's going to be a lot of rejects, and then all of a sudden we're just out, out of baseball. Did you, did you notice when we talked about that bat that I want Kurt to make me? Mm-hmm. That he told me. Did you, you got it on tape that it, it's free, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to the tape. <laughs> can, we, can we go to instant replay yeah. on that and make sure we, we, we are not, you know, putting words into people's mouths? Important things about being older and having a company is some of those things you do forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, 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 have a, I, I want to talk to you just a little bit about coaching before we get on to our okay. cuisine. You know, we've, we, it was interesting to me this year, you know, coaching for the first time at high school level how do you how did you handle did you make cuts yes how do you how do you handle that and and how, i mean you only get a few days to look at these guys how do you know well of course if you're if you're uh, varsity you've seen these guys for a few years but i hadn't seen these guys before they're ninth graders there were there were eight or nine guys no problem these guys are on the team and there were eight or nine guys well, actually, there were 12 guys. No problem. They're on a team. But three of them, the JV coach took. So now I've got eight or nine guys that are, you know, I don't know. You pick them. And I don't think I did a great job picking them. Not, nothing against the guys I took, but probably some of the guys I didn't take might have, you know, it, it just, there just isn't enough time. It's, so did you, is, is there a way? Do you, did you go to uh, summer games and see these guys play? Did you? I mean, is that legal? I, yeah, it's legal. Uh, I didn't watch many summer games for that purpose. I did have a summer program for everybody who was going to be in my program, and uh, I did get a chance to watch them. But it is the hardest thing to do, and uh, it was. And I, I know it was horrible for kids that have played their whole life and they wanted to be on the team, and then a lot of sympathy for that because. The, every time, every semester rolled around in college, they were very uh, careful about your feelings. There was a, a door, and if your name wasn't on it, you weren't on the team anymore. So I w- have been careful to talk to guys about why they're on or why, why level, 
I mean, you can be very clear with them, you're just not sure, and you have to let some guys go. So what I ended up doing is I kept way more kids than I should have. They didn't get as much playing time as they would have, but I also didn't want to say no to someone that I wasn't sure about. When I coached from Florida, we didn't have a single day of practice or tryouts that was inside. That's And in Michigan, you do all your tryouts. You, You might not even play. You might not even get an infield outside before your first game because the weather's so bad in the spring. Mm -hmm. So I can sympathize with your issue. But one thing you can do is with each player, you try to um, score what their advantages are and what their disadvantages are. I did have a sheet, and I rated their hitting, their glove work, their throws, their footwork. Uh, I think there there were a couple other... Uh, their speed, uh, and even at that, you know, a guy can have a bad day in the cage. He, and and you know, we're inside. It just it it, it was hard, and I feel bad for these kids I cut. I, I it was it was the worst thing I ever I've ever had to do in sports is cut these guys. But I didn't want to take twenty guys. Well, I, you, you, you can't you. manage twenty guys on a ball field. I had a, I had a coach that offered this suggestion. When you get done with your ratings, and most of what I know about coaching I learned from others, he said, figure out how much time it's going to take for that kid to get to the place where you think he'd be a starter. It might be that he has two things that he's really good at, but he has three that it's just going to take too long to bring him up. So the time to improve might be a deciding factor in whether you keep him this year or not. But make sure that kid knows that. Here are the ways that you can go and practice outside of the school and get better and come back. And I had kids that did that a lot. And the fellows that are really sincere and have maintained their interest, they will come back. Um, But it's hard to get over being cut. Well, let's get on to something uh, a little little more uh, appetizing. <laughs> that that that's definitely gonna, one way. We to have play this it. this segment about ballpark food. So what what's what are the foods today that are gonna so, whet our appetite to go to a ball game? So first we're going out to San Diego. So we're sticking in the California area. Okay. And, uh, we're going to Petco Park, and the first item isn't really an item. I'm focusing on a a stand that is very big at Petco Park, and that's Phil's Barbecue. Okay. Now uh, they have a. Sounds like they have two locations there this year. They have the bigger location, which is near Section 113, but then they've also apparently put in like a, I don't want to say like a stall, but another version of this uh, barbecue place as well, another spot in the stadium. Uh, they have fan favorites, El Toro, and a barbecue broham sandwich. I don't know what that is. But they are also doing now baby back ribs, Ooh. which I'm almost positive is what is in that yeah, photo. That, yep. So you want to talk about some stuff that might be messy to eat at the bar Michael, there. Bring a bib. Yeah. Bring, <laughs> maybe they provide <laughs> when some, you order that. And some moist towelettes. <laughs> what and, else do they have there? Um, well... Just disclosure, New Radio Media says you have to be 21 and over to have this next item. And that's the Swing and Fryer Ale. Oh, we don't, we don't want to get in wow. trouble for encouraging underage drinking. This is, our, this is <laughs> technically our first alcoholic beverage on it the is. list. And uh, it was developed in collaboration with Ballast Point, a longtime sponsor mm-hmm. of the team. This is the new official craft beer of the Padres and is named 
celebrate ah. the 50th anniversary of the team. Well, that, it, well, now I'm hungry and thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm thinking about those those ribs. I bet people like would like the ale mm-hmm. with the ribs, but I just there's something in maybe I'm a little AD. ADHD, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, sure, sure. Because I don't want my hands to be sticky. sticky. I don't want that junk I, I, all I, over I, me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if that's more of an ADD thing or if that's more no, of an OCD. No, I'm an OCD too. No, I think there's an actual clean. phobia to like the sticky. Most baseball players are OCD. We don't step on the line. In fact, when we were in, that's superstitious. When we were in Durham, they didn't want us walking on the grass till the game started. It was so beautiful. Mm. Corey, I'm not superstitious. I'm understitious. Well, when it, what, something I want to mention before we go, <laughs> uh, since we have uh, Kurt here, uh, Kurt, a link to Kurt's website is on our page mm-hmm. on the NRM Streamcast yep. mm-hmm. uh, app, on the NRM Streamcast site, mm-hmm. on the Baseball Mainly page. Mm-hmm. Also, yep. there's a link to playattheplate.org. Right. There is all that. Plus, be sure to check out Baseball Mainly on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Twitter, yep. and on Instagram. Boom. All are at Baseball Mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because officially we are now NRM Streamcast yes. for our website, so be sure when you type in our URL, www.nrmstreamcast, mm-hmm. all one word, yeah. Dot com. .com. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for being with us today, Kurt. Kurt. Thank you. Very happy to really be here. appreciate thank it. Uh, and I have, I have some parting words as... Skip? Yeah, as uh, as Ernie Banks would say. Okay. Let's play two. Oh, that's not new.